And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. Get up off the table. (laughs) A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens around them. Good job. Thanks. (laughs) Sorry. So you've been transitioned at work for eight months now? Yep. Nice. And eight months ago, we did a lot of talking about how fun it was to get your supervisors and administrative type people's brains wrapped around what was going on. Yeah, and what to do about it. Like, we seem to have a lot of, they didn't want to do anything about that. Like, it wasn't going to be noticeable or a big deal, or Mm -hmm. I should explain to each and every person. You should have individual conferences with every person with whom you deal with in the course of a week or a month in the entire agency. Wrong. Okay, you should send an email one by one to the 15 or 20 people that you deal with the most in the agency. Wrong. (laughs) Okay, uh, what do you want, George? I think I should just send an email to everybody. Wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we did it. (laughs) So most of the individuals that I do deal with, once they knew what was going on, they were fine. You know, that wasn't a problem for them. It was really just an administrative issue. Yeah. Of how to deliver this change of pronouns and... Bathrooms. (laughs) Bathrooms. Oh, <laughs> uh, bathrooms. The the female administrator was the one who couldn't get her head wrapped around the bathroom thing. Well, we don't know that. All we know is that she's the one that brought up the bathroom. And uh. the uh, guy in charge was like, I, I don't care what bathroom you use. Good. I really don't. <laughs> and I think he was being honest about that. Yeah. So... So you sent the email out to the approved list of people, and there were still a handful of people wondering why they didn't get it. Yes, as another person who is now one of the upper admin people, but basically was doing a lot of those types of jobs for a long time now. Mm -hmm. She sent me an email and said, so just wondering, of course, like like our, uh, our business would be, no one really cares what you're doing. They just want to know why they didn't get the email. <laughs> um, so she, much drama. She said, yeah, she said that that was really, they don't care what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So once everybody else knew what I was doing and knew why they didn't get the email, didn't have to be bent out of shape about that. Blame the boss. Um, okay, never mind. Yeah, he took responsibility for it. Good. And uh, they were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Of course. So over the last several months, it's been fairly okay yeah and probably even better than before is what you've said yes in a lot of ways it has been better there are some people who are still um i want i don't want to say struggling with their pronouns i think they should struggle a little harder Um, (laughs) they're 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 not struggling that's the problem paying attention to what they're doing and they aren't paying attention to that they're not paying attention um have you set up the pronoun jar yet? No, I thought about it because you sent me a little, like a, a Tumblr picture yes. or something, a Twitter or Tumblr. 
something like, you know, you're trans when you want to set up a pronoun jar the same way parents set up a swear jar to put in a quarter every time they misgender you. Yes. I, I, I told my, my work wife we should put one on the desk and uh, everybody could pay in. And then she always worries that, that it's her. And I'm like, no, really, it's everybody who's not paying attention. Yeah. Because she pays attention, see? Mm-hmm. She tries to pay attention. Mm-hmm. She was having a rough time with it for a little while, but she's gotten her head around it. She's made the yeah. effort to fix it. And she it. was having a rough time about having a rough time with it. Yes. Some people, as many other people who have transitioned, have probably, uh, not probably, they have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get all mad that, like, you've it's your fault when but... they can't seem to get your gender right. <laughs> oh. And, you know, I don't get a lot of that because some people I just ignore now. Like the other day, there were a couple of people saying something and they, they she'd me or something or heard me or something. And I just turn around and shook my head like, no, that's not going to work for you guys. <laughs> that's going to look really stupid. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I haven't decided what to do about the pronoun jar yet, though, because... And at this point, it's kind of like at the end of Matt Cayley, May He Rest in Peace. Yes. Where his sister is saying, oh, I want my eggs like hers. And She's everybody's really... just looking at the sister like, what on earth is wrong with you and how crazy are you today? Yeah, hers. Who's her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody <clears throat> was confused. And that's what it's like now. They're just going to look wrong. Yep. I suppose there might be some newer people at my office building mm-hmm. who don't know that I am a trans person. Yes. And so I don't know if the pronoun jar would confuse them further. Mm-hmm. But that not that many people come to our area, like come inside of our area because right. it's a more private area of the building. And... Except some workers that we're dealing with, which eventually we would probably deal with these newer people that are working there if they stick around, because some of them don't. Right. But I guess we don't have to make it too prominent, but we could definitely show it to the idiots who, I mean, the people who <laughs> can't get there, they need to struggle a little bit. Yeah. There's no struggling. They're just messing it up. Mm-hmm. They're just missing it. But uh, I think it would be simple... Because you could jangle the change jar at them. Yes. And uh, we could even offer a couple of them if they'd like to pay ahead. <laughs> so that they could notice that they need to be noticing. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is. It, it frustrates you. There's like a period of time it, it kind of is more frustrating and then now it's just kind of stupid. You know, I understand how this can happen. But you do have to try. Mm-hmm. And besides that, other things are easier. There are some easier things. And this seems to me to be more around the very binary type people. At least I perceive them as very binary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I say type people because I really don't know them well enough to know. The people who present themselves as being very binary. They seem to be, yes. Yes. And kind of like going shopping, where I mentioned that sometimes now uh, when I go shopping for something like a pair of gym shoes, 
and uh, they know what to do with me at the store when I say, I want this. Yay. Or they say, can I help you? And I say, yes, this is what I want. And then they go get it. And they aren't so busy wrapping their head around the fact that the way you look and the way that you act and the appendages that they may or may not notice or try not to or they there's one single presentation there of gender and they don't have to spend their time wrapping their head around it. They can just do what they need to. Yes. And that makes me more willing to deal with them and kind of like, wow, that's cool. I say, I want this size shoe in this color and you go find it and bring it back. It's excellent. I like it. Yay. It should be that way for everybody, of course. It should be. But it's a weird thing to go through having been on the other side of it. And of course, I think some people can present their outside the binary gender status a little better than others mm-hmm. in, in that, that that's where they're at. And I wasn't really there. I was stuck with one thing and presenting pretty much another way. And that's what was probably most confusing to them. Yeah. That's my conclusion. So that is happening at work as well. From what I can tell, the people that I have perceived to be the most binary and who before just kind of wouldn't kind of wouldn't deal with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would deal with me if they had to. It wasn't like they didn't want to deal with me. You could see it was more of a subconscious struggle. Yeah. Of the the same problem of I can't deal with you without dealing with your gender different thing going on there. Mm -hmm. So I will try not to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's really, you know, about them. It's not about me at that point. Yeah. Those people seem to be quite pleased that they can easily deal with me now. Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) It's a funny thing to notice. It is. But I do notice it because I did spend so much time in this sort of periphery of exile. Yeah. That I can see the difference of, why is this person talking to me? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't really used to talk to me before. Mm -hmm. So. And you said that there was one administrator in particular who is generally not a very nice person, but has been more pleasant to you? Yes, yes. That There is somebody like that. And uh, that's kind of a funny thing, because uh, the whole damn thing is funny, actually, even if I don't sound like it. Now, now you're doing what? <laughs> that's how I feel about it. You know, like, uh-huh. just, yeah, people are funny. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that that person seems to be that people are those binary people seem more relaxed and uh, comfortable. And like I said, even some of them are quite pleased to just go ahead and talk to me because they understand they feel that they understand something now. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. People get uncomfortable when things are outside their sphere of experience or understanding and Especially in your line of work, people have a whole lot going on usually. They're spinning a lot of plates and dealing with one more concept to assimilate is going to be... I don't think that's it. I think that that's just how a lot of people who don't have to deal with other things outside the binary or just, you know, as an example, 
and don't have any experience or need to have comfort or their own desire to be comfortable with that for whatever their own reason is. You know, so, so, for instance, when I'm in the store, where the hell was I? I was somewhere, ah, I was at Home Depot yesterday mm-hmm. getting the rest of the Pate's deck stripper stuff. Yeah. And um, there were lots of really binary type people mm-hmm. shopping together in there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a Saturday. It was very Sunday. It was very crowded. Yes. And um, so it was packed in there with all these people. And then I saw one person and they were outside the binary and I was so thrilled to see them. You know, there's that, that happy little, oh my gosh, somebody like me thing that happens. Yes, there is. I was like, yay, there and, you are. And they probably don't even recognize you anymore. No, I'm sure they don't, but I was happy. Well, that's good. To see them. Uh-huh. Yes. I don't get recognized either. I look like a straight lady. Yeah. I I make eyes at some of those pretty people and sometimes they notice me and say, oh, femme, hello. <laughs> Which is also wrong. Eh. But yeah. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yes. It'll take being noticed. <laughs> yes. Even in the wrong category. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I try to be friendly to people, especially, you know, it can be fun to be friendly to these people that I've never been friendly with before because that's such a novelty. Yes. But to see somebody like me or, you know, maybe not just like me, but that I understand and I can see that they're not one of these other, you know, everybody else in the store, the mm-hmm. 99% of the other people in the store. Right. I try to be friendly if I can because I'm happy. That's I'm good. okay. How's it going? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think in that friendliness, you get yourself noticed. Like somebody would not give you a second glance, but when you give them a reason to by being friendly, they'll notice that you're a short guy with hips. Short guy with hips who has a trans voice. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of whiskers. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're getting there, though. You are. Those whiskers are getting there. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of being the trans guy... That's kind of your, you're the token at work now. Yes. Yes. That's another work um, facet right now. You can stop stroking your whiskers while you try to talk now. I have to tell you, it's very funny. I was at some meeting the other day and Uh there were, you know, unusually, because in my field, there are a lot of women, Uh kind of like in yours, or there tend to be a larger, um, you know. The percentages are greater. Yes. There were... One, two, three, four guys. Including yourself? Yes, including myself. There were four guys and a client and then a intern. And the client and intern were women. And then there was a boy. So um, these people were How old was the, the boy? 10 or 12, maybe. Okay, old enough to join in the posturing. No, he's no. definitely not inside the binary. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yes, and he's kind of like our number one child. Okay. 
actually in a lot of ways <laughs> like our number one child i'm sorry in that way as well so anyway there was quite um, a bit of posturing there well there was it was very funny but they're all like you know stroking their beards or their nut beards or their you know facial hair or they're doing this drawing subconscious attention to their secondary sex characteristics yes they were uh, all of them oh my gosh it was very funny to watch and the one female you said intern Yes. That was there, has has been aware of your situation. No. No? No, that's somebody who was an intern of one of these other people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were telling me about the... Oh, the no, that who... person was in the lobby ah. when I came in. The person who has a trans parent. Okay. Who who talked to me when I when I came out at work and just is very, very friendly, a very well-balanced person overall. I like her. It's hard to find well-balanced people in your line of work. Afraid so, and uh, <laughs> I don't often feel that way myself. Partially from my work, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, she saw us in the lobby when I came in, and it was—I could see the look on her face was a recognition of the antics that were going on <laughs> in this posturing and us guys dealing with each other while we were waiting to go into this meeting. Oh. And I, I could I could just tell because I know that kind of inside joke look on your face. Oh, you're one of them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> look looking, at you. Uh, look at you. Yeah. So that was very <laughs> funny. That was my impression of it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my world, it's all about me. So there you have it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because these kids. Oh, so back to kids, yes. Yes. So, lately, I seem to be the point person for information about what to do with young people who are, and I think there's at least two, maybe three different situations. I, I'm not for sure if there's three, but it seems like my impression was there was three different F to M young guys that these people were trying to help. Nice. Which is a lot of people in the size business yes. that I work in. Mm -hmm. But we have, you know, interaction with a lot of public. And so this, these situations are more situations that they take care of. They have a, like a caring role in the, in the youth life. And so... They need information and help of, hey, this kid says he needs to transition. Where do I find resources? So I'm like the point person now. I'm the guy uh, to go yeah. to. If, if, Let's go ask George. If anyone has a trans kid for a client, they come and ask George. Yes. And it's over the last month, there's been two or three. Which is kind of a lot for our small area. It is. And, I mean, yeah, it's the whole county, but still. Yeah. It does seem like a lot, but um, there they are. So I did send them some links to our itsy bitsy teeny weeny gender clinic. Yeah, I told them that, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, some I I resent a couple of the links that I had sent with my email, and I sent um, some other links because we do from the local trans support group. We do get emails. Do you get those emails? 
No, I do not get the emails from either the Allies group or the social group. I do get the Facebook for the social group. Okay, well, from the Allies group, I do get a, a weekly email with mm -hmm. links or an article or something like that. And one of the articles recently was about a young guy, about 17, who had gone to some conference. And while he was at the conference, you know, he's not out, and he's very young, and he had to deal he's, with he's other stealth? guys. Yes, he's still. Okay. And he had to deal with other cisgendered guys. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but clarifying he's not out could mean he hasn't transitioned or he's yeah. still. He's transitioned or... enough that, that he wasn't uh, noticeably different okay. than the other guys his age. Yep. However, he had un an uncomfortable situation to deal with in that the one guy that he was rooming with said, oh, I'm so glad that you're my roommate, I was afraid I'd get a, a gay guy. And he doesn't identify as gay, but it made him uncomfortable as a trans guy. Yeah. And then other, along that weekend or week of events, other like slurs and stuff like that against queers um, <gasps> were uncomfortable for him. And, and his inner he wrote about his inner turmoil about dealing with this because he did not deal with it externally because he feared for his own well-being yeah there are some situations in which it's really not safe to be the visible ally even if you are invisibly part of the community well and i i think that what he was thinking over as he was writing this is it was probably safe for him to do so physically but emotionally it was very taxing either way mm -hmm. and he was torn about dealing with it and wishing he would have said something, but really not having faced this type of situation before, he didn't know where to start. And I think probably after writing that and thinking about it and talking to other folks, he would know where to start mm -hmm. if, if he was in that situation again. But so I sent that article to them, and they appreciated that, the folks that were seeking advice and Very good. resources. And... Um, some other links and and they said keep it coming that's good so i will good i'll watch i'll watch uh and i'll probably look i save all those emails oh. i have a folder in my gmail that i save stuff into that i want to read right again later or i don't get around to reading so i save it in there so i can go back and read it when i want to that makes sense a nice little file well it's interesting that you're like the person that everybody asks i kind of ended up being the same. I used to be the token queer mm -hmm. on my school campus, you know, and in an elementary school, my students don't know. Mm -hmm. When they saw pictures of you and I before we were even married, when you were still presenting as female, they said, is that your husband? Is he a police officer? Because I don't know, you were wearing like a solid color vest with a or jacket. I was a, wearing a jacket ahead. A patch on my patch shoulder. Patch on it, but you also had the police car then. I was driving a retired police car then, and so all these yeah. things put together, they thought you were my husband, the police officer. And I gave you the squad car? What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, you know, I just smile and say, what do you think? Because, you know, I'm not going to tell them at the time, no, kids, I have a wife. Go home and tell your parents that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my no. gosh. But I've always been out to my staff. And when we got married, I regularly referred to my wife 
mm-hmm. because you were still presenting as female, and I wanted to respect that until you were ready to make a change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I still do say he's my wife. And I, I told you, you said you'd miss that, and I said I, I didn't care if you still did that. That's fine with me. Doesn't and matter. Yes, and so I like to just kind of. You like to f with people and their perceptions of gender and heteronormativity. Yes, I do. So it's always been a hobby of mine. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And so yes, you know, I still sometimes. At this point, I just mentioned my spouse. Mm-hmm. I don't say my wife. I don't say my husband. I just say my spouse, because most people will take that as. She's in a relationship with someone that she's not calling her husband. <laughs> right. And that keeps your queerness, and that's good. It does, you know. So I've kind of been the token queer, which I don't want to say that I've got protected status, but a lot of people are careful around, and they've, you've said that they've done this to you too, that they're kind of careful with what they say or do, if they might have been snarky or unpleasant or vindictive before, now they don't because they don't want to look bigoted. No, they don't. And on top of that, I've had a couple of colleagues come to me when I had said husband, when you were first transitioning Mm -hmm. and I would say something about my husband, this or my husband, that your husband, I thought you had a wife. Yes, he's my husband now. He's getting that fixed. Mm-hmm. How's that work? I teach music, not sex ed. Right. Go ask your Google. Right. And, but after that process, I've had a couple people who would come to me and ask, you know, without specifically asking about your process, they would just sort of ask the general questions of how does that work? And I had one specifically come to me the other day, and she's also the parent of special needs children. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about our families and we share, we commiserate. <laughs> right. And we give support. We do. We support each other. And she had asked me, you know, exactly how does that work? Because she didn't exactly ask about you, but you could tell she was kind of tap dancing around asking about you Mm -hmm. in that a lot of trans persons of our generation and prior, not a majority, but a sizable number were born with intersex conditions and the doctor picked the wrong one. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that still does happen. It's not medically advised anymore, but it still does happen. Mm-hmm. But then there are a lot of situations where it's just a disconnect between the brain and the body. And it's a male brain in a female body or a female brain in a male body. And you and I both know fixing brains ain't easy. We've been raising these babies for a while. <laughs> it's way easier to just fix the body to I, fit. Yeah, my brain... Did never. No, there was no fixing. It seemed fine to me. I, I think so too. Wrong, yes, know. and see, that's that's. I don't mean to say that we need to fix the brain. Right, of, but you can't change it as easily. Yes, from the brain side as you can from the body side. Yes, yeah. and so to repair that disconnect. I said as easily. I don't think you can at all. I don't think you can. No. No. If if you could, then exodus and 
love one out and all those other creepy, crazy, ex-gay Christian groups would be making hella money. They would have been successful? They Yeah. <laughs> they're they're all falling apart. They made money for a while when people didn't quite get the science of it, but they're all falling apart now. Good. Mm-hmm. I agree. But back to your um, inquiry. And she's a science teacher, this okay. other person. And so I pointed out a lot of the research that's been done lately, and you showed me a study. You sent it to me an email uh, about brain structures and functions. Yeah, and I think that one was at least three years old or something. Right, where they had done brain scans on individuals of cisgender and transgender uh, experience and had noticed visible difference on the MRIs and so on. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Am I? Yes. Okay. And then there were other studies that I've read, and I think I've sent you one or two of them, where the hormones... The brain hormones. Yes, the hormones. Are, yeah, they don't match. Mm -hmm. And so she was a science teacher, and she liked that I had science for her. Yes. And, and uh, was she surprised? She was. Because it seems like it was all new information for her. It kind of was. And, you know, she's she's of our generation or older. She's Gen X, where a lot of this stuff was not talked about, and it's only coming to media attention now. When we were coming up, it was a documentary once every two or three years. Mm -hmm. And so she's very surprised to see that a lot of this is not a anatomical disconnect. It's not just psychological. And it's not just psychological that there are numerous physiological connections between the brain and gender, between the body and physical sex, and then between the way that those interact to create the transgender experience, the dysphoria, the sense of gender. Mm -hmm. Right. So do you think uh, that answered your question? I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny to me that since this were kind of the, I have a question, so I'm going to go ask the person with experience. Well, and well, where I work, that would be something you do. Yeah. You do you do need to go find resources on mm -hmm. a regular basis for whatever you're dealing with. For you it was more of her own interest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, kind of brave of her to go ahead and want to find out more by actually talking to you but trying to do it respectfully because I, I don't have a problem with people talking to me if they really have an interest. It's not just some um, You're different, and I'm curious. Yeah, not one of those things. No. No, it's not just a curiosity or whatever. It's an actual interest in, hey, how does this work? And it's a consideration that they're taking mm -hmm. about facets of the existence that they were not considering before that. Correct. You're rubbing your Sorry. belly fur. Sorry. <laughs> You're... <laughs> Happy trail. Yeah. It's not a trail. It's, it's like a super highway. It's really wide. Yeah. But it's really thin still, too. Highway construction right here. <laughs> yeah. So. 
I think we're out of time now. Okay. Well, there you have it. Yep. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Yes, we're talking... We're, 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 yeah, like when I say that. What? <laughs> we're talking about work. Yes. We're going to give an update. Yeah, and okay. I'll cut that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I'm just pointing my brain in that direction. Oh, see, it's good not for really you. It's for you. anybody else. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Now I understand. Most things people do are really for themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.